Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Jesus had been speaking with his apostles for the last couple of chapters in some uh, high road kind of motif in which he is speaking about the glory of things to come, but he is also addressing the persecution and the difficulties the apostles would face once Jesus went to the cross and moreover went back to his father after he was resurrected. And in this discussion, the apostles are struggling to understand as they venture into uncharted territory for them as men and furthermore them as apostles. Beginning in verse 23, Jesus is saying, In that day you will ask me no questions. Most certainly I tell you, whatever you may ask of the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be made full. Now here in John 16, where we're currently working our way through, Jesus had been telling his apostles, once again, about his departure, and moreover about the coming of the Comforter, the arrival of the Holy Spirit. On that day, Jesus would not be around to talk to physically face to face, but make note, the power of his being and his presence would most certainly still be felt Their requests, the apostles that is, as well as our requests made in his name would be answered in the affirmative. That's what this passage is telling us. Now, please understand, this is not saying that the the word Jesus is some sort of magic incantation which we can kind of evoke to make all our earthly and fleshly dreams come true. In this issue lies the same ground of understanding where we speak of believing on Jesus versus believing only in Jesus. What then does it mean to ask in his name? Well, it involves both authority and conformity to the will and the plan of Christ. Using him as a rabbit's foot or a magic wand is not what he's telling us here. Asking in his name is to ask in his authority over us and over our will. Asking in his name is to ask conform to the person and the power and the character behind that name. And to do otherwise, as often is understood concerning this passage, is to pray not in his name, but rather in our own name. This is not about seeking our will done through him. But it's about seeking, rather, his will done through the spiritual realm. His will done, well, through us. Hence the prayer, Lord, your will be done. This is why it's so important to actually know Christ and his character. So, therefore, when we pray, we're actually praying within the understanding of his innate qualities and the understanding of his nature. Let's face it. We cannot say that we are servants and disciples of Jesus if we're still attempting to circumnavigate his plans for us. Often we can hear people say, 
yes, I prayed about this and God told me to whatever, fill in the blank. Yet the reality is that in many situations that they present like this, well, God told them no such thing. Often one can know that fact because to do so would be contrary to God's nature, his character, his history, his his promises, his teachings. So when these folks tell me that from what I know of Christ, I tell them, no, he did not tell you that. Your flesh is telling you that. To pray to the Father in the name of Jesus is with the understanding that to approach the perfect God mandates a perfect and holy state in us. And since we do not naturally have such a standing in ourselves, and frankly, we never will, we gain access to the Holy Father through the door of Jesus Christ, the name that, frankly, opens doors because of his perfection, not ours. Verse 25 of our text says, I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech, but the time is coming when I will no more speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. Jesus had to speak to his disciples often in rather childlike terms because their maturity level would just simply not grasp the spiritual concepts that he was desiring to teach them. And we see this throughout the Gospels, especially when he taught the greater masses. Thus, he so often taught in simplistic terms, and most of the people, well, they simply listened and they took his blessings and ate his food. I mean, they gave him their attention for a time, but they never gave him their lives. All they would have needed was maybe some pews, and it seems they could have sat there in that spot for their whole lives. The apostles, too, at this point, simply lack the experience as well as the supernatural wisdom that comes from the indwelling Holy Spirit. There would indeed come a time where they would embrace both, as both are critical to the maturity and the understanding that is demanded within a servant's world. You see, this is why we have the disciples community here at this fellowship that I oversee, and we find in the center of that Dynamic: the schools of believers and discipleship and ministry, three different uh, schools. And in these schools, there is a focused process of maturation through education and experience and service, all of which is directed toward the ultimate goal of knowing the character and the ways of God so as to be used in the furthering of his kingdom. It is so we can learn to be a giver, not just a taker. It is to take the path of Moses as contrasted with that of the people and their fickle childlike lifestyles. Back in Psalms 103 verse 7, it speaks of this saying, He, being God, made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the children of Israel. He made known his ways to Moses, but only his deeds to the children of Israel. Because you see, then like Moses, the disciples' maturity eventually brought them additional information concerning the master plan of God. The people, they wanted their flesh pleased. They wanted their safety assured and their comfort established, all while still being okay with God. Moses, he wanted to be a servant. He wanted to be a witness to the dynamic work of God. He wanted to be used Yes, even at great personal cost for God's great plan. 
Yes, God was part of the people's lives, but he was everything to the life of Moses. And I guess this is what separates the disciple today from the average churchgoer in this church, as well as throughout our nation. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.